Hello, I'm John Ellis, and welcome to episode 91 of Pitodry PS, the predominantly Dons-based podcast featuring not just the Dons first team, but a look across the age groups and genders at the club. And we focus on the respective progress of Cove and Peterhead too, as well as the North East local representatives in the Highland League and juniors. And not just football, but any sport making headlines in the northeast of Scotland or featuring someone from the northeast of Scotland. Joining me for this journey, as always, Andrew Shiny and Dave McDermott. So here we are recording this episode in the morning of Tuesday, September 12th, 2023. No Don's game is such to look back on, but we'll preview the Hearts match soon. In uh, this instance, though, we'll go first with the Scotland match in Cyprus, the perfect start to the European qualifying group made by the Scots with four wins from four heading into this one and the possibility of being officially home and hosed uh, following this, depending on us doing the business in the game and a few results elsewhere in the group. Well, we fronted up our end, a comfortable 3-0 away win, and the fact it was never in doubt seemed quite surreal for me as a Scotland fan. Uh, what did you make of it, Andrew? Yeah, I've got to agree with you. Um, I think Dave sent me a message after 10 minutes and said, didn't realise we were so good. Um, <laughs> having said that, Cyprus were poor in the opening part of the game, but uh, it was just a sign of how far Scotland have come. That you know, game done and dusted in the opening half hour, and then you can take your foot off the gas and just stroll through the last hour of the game, passing the ball around, you know, popping up to the other end, um, hitting the post through Scott McTominay, um, m- missing uh, another good opportunity again, McTominay who has been the man of the the qualifying competition for Scotland without a shadow of a doubt, Mm. had never scored for Scotland before this this group and now scores for fun. Can't stop, yeah. Exactly. Uh, And the irony is that this is a guy who doesn't get any minutes for Manchester United and Man United are not that good. So is it they're not deploying McTominay in the, the correct place? Not for us to tell. Uh, Ten Hag how to do his job but uh, Steve Clark is certainly getting the best out of him and of all the rest of the players as well Um, uh, just another thoroughly professional performance from Scotland and so different to be able to sit back and relax and enjoy a Scotland performance usually you're hiding behind the sofa thinking where's it all going to go wrong but there's no sign of that happening at all and if Norway and Georgia draw night Scotland have qualified for the Euros fantastic achievement absolutely it's even more impressive when you when you look back at just like qualifiers from previous campaigns it's something like is it 12 11 or 12 games uh without defeat certainly that that uh, we've, we've 12 got, straight wins I think it 12 is. straight wins is it yeah that's incredible it's it's like it's like we've it's been not replaced. Scotland, is it? It's like we've been replaced by a doppelganger team. Um, there is there is a chance now, Dave, of us qualifying tonight, as Andrew says, without even playing another fixture. Depending on on other results, Norway have to draw with Georgia. Uh, we could be confirmed during the friendly against England at Hamden, which would really be something, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, amazingly, we are the only country who could qualify for the Euros in this window. <laughs> international window, which is when you think of uh, the countries that are that are playing, it's absolutely incredible and such a turnaround. And for generations of Scotland fans, it is just you have to pinch yourself because you know for us to sit through the second half of any qualifier and not worry about the result because we're, we're, it was done and dusted by half time is just amazing, irrespective of who we're playing. And uh, Cyprus weren't very good, but they, you know, we we also we you can only play what's in front of you, Dave. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, no, he's getting Steve Clark has got to be 
given so much credit for getting the best out of that squad who, as has been said quite often, they're playing like a club team, not like an international team. And they do seem to be getting on really well as a great camaraderie. And uh, it was funny, on the bench, I, I mentioned to Andrew on Friday night, on the bench there was five ex-dons ready <laughs> to come on. And you look at the bench and you think, what a strong bench that is. You know, you've got potential match winners waiting to, to be brought into the action, which it's been a long time if ever we've been able to see that. But uh, no, it's fantastic. Let's enjoy it while we can. Absolutely. I mean, the risk of, of turning into, I have a dream. Um, there, there's a moment when you're watching Scotland just now and, and, and when, I, when I grew up, I mean, I'm slightly younger than you guys, just a little bit, but when I grew up, it was taken as read that Scotland qualified for all the World Cups. It was just something that happened, and then you, you sit and you watch that with your dad. I haven't even been able to do that with my son, and he's 17 years old in, in September. And you just think, well, if ever there's a chance that we could qualify for that as well, that would be fantastic. How do you see the England game going, Andrew? I mean, I, I, I go into these a little bit like I do when uh, the Dons play Celtic or Rangers at Pataudry. It's never a question of us being up for it. And any golfing class is often just about bridged by sort of sheer bloody-mindedness, isn't it? Yeah, it's a difficult one to, to predict this because it is a friendly and it's celebrating the fact that it's, it's 150 years since the first international game, which of course was between Scotland and England, a nothing each draw at the West of Scotland cricket ground. Um, but uh, I think Scotland have got to go into this one as, as big favourites because England were very lacklustre against Ukraine. And as Dave said, Scotland looked like a club team. England do look like a, a collection of 11 individuals mm. um, who don't always gel at the right time and, and don't always seem to be working for each other. So uh, I think Scotland have got a great opportunity, but you know, how much are they going to be bursting a gut to win this one? Yes, it's always nice to get one over the old enemy, um, but... You know, there's a lot of important club football to be played over the next few months, and I'm just not sure how how much will be put into the game by everyone on both sides, not just on the Scotland yeah. side, but on, on both sides. But um, I think deep down, Steve Clark, being a dyed-in-the-wool Scotland supporter, I loved his story about when Scotland were banned from going to Wembley and his sister's husband worked in the Met and he got a couple of tickets for the game and he lost his 12-year-old brother on the way back from the match <laughs> um, and his sister went mental at him. But, um, you know, I, I think deep down he'd really like to stick one over Gareth Southgate and uh, I think Angus Gunn might want to do that as well. You know, having played for Scotland, uh, played against Scotland at under-21 level, I think now that he's the Scotland goalkeeper and, and what a, a great decision that was from him. Um, you know, he's been rock solid uh, behind the, the back division ever since he came in. And they, I think there's there's enough will there from the Scotland team that they'll, you know, if it's getting towards the end of the game and you think, right, one big push here and we can win it, you'll see that big push come. Yeah, I I, uh, I found out only yesterday actually because um, uh, I'm I'm based in Glasgow during the week um, and there were photos in the press. You had Harry Kane and Andrew Robertson at the at the cricket club um, standing outside looking looking mean and moody as footballers do in most photos these days. Um, and uh, the other thing I found out was that uh, England have been training at Auchenhowie, so they've been training. The Rangers have 
opened up their facilities uh, to the, the England squad. And I was pleading on air today with the chefs at Ockenhowie just to pepper something through the, through the last lunch before they head off to Hampden tonight. Not anything fatal, just something that would make them, you know, going up for headers or in for slide tackles a little bit dangerous because they'd be frightened they'd follow through. Never stop Gary Lineker, mind, but, you know, uh, if we could just have done something like that. But uh, let's let's see. Um, should we do a quick score predictor for this one tonight as, uh, as we record ahead of that game? Um, Dave, Scotland versus England. Yeah, just before I give the prediction, that that uh, picture of uh, Harry Kane and Andy Roberts looking mean and moody, I'm sure you've seen it, but uh, one of my mates sent me the caption, one of these players has won the English title, English FA Cup, English League Cup, English Community Shield, Club World Cup, you <laughs> the Champions League, the other is the England captain. And the other is Harry Kane, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to be optimistic, okay, 2-1, Scotland. Andrew? I'm going to go 1-0, Scotland. Another... Clean sheet for Angus Gunn. I have thought for, and I don't know why. Maybe it's uh, maybe the thing freshes in my mind is is Lee Griffiths scoring those two um, free. I don't know. I thought two two for as long as I can remember about this fixture, uh, and that's what I'll stick with. Well, I just I don't see us getting a win. But if we're three 0 up in half an hour in this one, then you know <laughs> I'm happy to be wrong. Sit and smoke a cigar for the, the last hour. <laughs> Uh, the uh, calendar moves on, and next up, uh, as we come out of the international break, another away trip for the Dons, this time to Tancastle. No word of, of any injuries from any of our, our team being involved in international fixtures, Andrew, that we're aware of? No, not not thus far. Richard Jensen played in Finland's win against Kazakhstan, but then started. He, he did get injured in that game, because I was watching it, sad though that I am, just because it was an Aberdeen player playing, and he got taken down by a fairly robust challenge, shall we say, and the stretcher came on and I thought, good grief, typical, but fortunately he seemed to uh, shake it off and he played, he, he wasn't substituted and he seemed to recover okay and he played very well. I just watched the, the second half, but he, he did look very good. And, well, that knock obviously um, meant he, he missed the game against Denmark. Um, Duke travelled to Togo, but didn't get on or Cape Verde. Boyan Miofsky, he, he played the full 90 minutes in a very good draw for North Macedonia against Italy and will no doubt lead the line for his country against Malta tonight. Uh, Jamie McGrath, he came on as a 73rd-minute substitute against Holland for Republic of Ireland. Uh, Ryan Duncan and Connor Barden, they both featured against Spain under-21s yesterday. Connor played 77 minutes of the game and Ryan came on for a, the briefest of brief cameo appearances right at the end. Um, that game finishing 1-0 to the Spanish under-21s. But uh, Duke apart, everybody got onto the pitch for their international sides. But um, we'll obviously keep our fingers crossed that um, nothing untoward happens to Boyan. Uh, against Malta, the hope would be that you know, off the back of that excellent draw against Italy, that um, he comes into that one full of confidence and maybe bags a, a couple more international goals for North Macedonia. Yeah, Togo is a long way to go for uh, sitting on the bench, isn't it? Really, I mean, let's be honest. It is. Um, it is, but <laughs> it's it's maybe indicative of where Duke is at the moment. Yeah, um, you know, he's he is one of the big names in the, the Cape Verde side, but um, didn't get any minutes, so. You know, as you say, a long way to go to sit on a bench, but um, it might just kick him into into gear and think I've got to do more to get back into into my international side. On the positive side as well, it's indicative of the player himself that he would go all that way with the the prospect of sitting on the bench and and you know at least to, oh, yeah. to meet up with his teammates in the international the international picture. 
Never good going into an international break off a loss or a, a run of poor results, Dave. But on the upside, for our players still at the club, it gives Barry a chance to, to work with them for a considerable period where they can get to know each other better and maybe try a few things in a, a relatively media-free environment, not quite so under the microscope as we often are. Yeah, no, t- totally agree. It's um, Hopefully Barry's found a, a solution to our defensive woes that we've had and found somebody that is a defensive midfielder that can be a replacement for Ramadani because uh, that's cry- crying out for somebody in that posi- position uh, at the moment. But uh, no, I'm sure Barry and the staff will have used the, the time off with the players they've got available uh, to, to work on a lot of things uh, at both ends of the park as well because uh, we need to start scoring a bit, few more goals. And again, that comes back to our Cape Verde international rediscovering his, his form, hopefully. And uh, as Andrew said, hopefully Boyan comes through uh, tonight's game against Malta unscathed. But uh, the players that are left, Barry have been working their socks off, I'm quite sure. And uh, hopefully we'll see the, the benefits of that come uh, the weekend. OK, let's get a reminder of that score predictor from last week, Hearts versus Aberdeen. Andrew? 1-1 one, one was what I went for, and I think I'll stand by that. Dave. Yeah, and that's I went. That's why I went for. Uh, it definitely will stand by that as well. <laughs> okay, let's uh, move on to the under-18s next. Uh, they've got a game against Motherwell at Cormac Park later today, but that comes off the back of a fine three-nil away win against Celtic. Take us through that one, Andrew. Well, as you say, an, an excellent victory down at uh, Barrafield at the Celtic training ground there, and you know to keep a clean sheet against Celtic at any level, no mean feat. Uh, that was one of the big pluses for Scott Anderson coming out of that game. And also the fact that they scored a couple of early goals through uh, Alfie Stewart, yet again scoring with a free kick, uh, and Cami Wilson getting his first of the season, and then managing the game through to its conclusion when Fletcher Boyd put the icing in the cake with the third goal. And that means that they go into the game, as you say, against Motherwell this afternoon at Cormac Park, kick-off 2 o'clock, um, with the chance to go top of the under-18 league because they're, they're currently just a point behind uh, Kilmarnock, Hamilton and Celtic uh, with a game in hand over the first two, two games in hand over Celtic. So they're they're well positioned and you know they're, they're in a, a decent run of form at the moment. So uh, I fancy Aberdeen's chances against Motherwell. I know speaking after the match that the feeling is that Motherwell are always strong at this level and offer a different threat to Celtic. Uh, what exactly are they getting at there, Andrew? Well, I, I think um, you generally see with Celtic sides that they're they're very technical. Um, they try to replicate what the first team does, i.e. pass you to death. Whereas Motherwell are maybe a little bit more physical, maybe a little bit more direct. Try to replicate um, what their first team does, yeah? Well, there's, there's a bit of that as well, but um, I think you've got to give credit to Motherwell as you mentioned there. You know, the, they are strong at that level. They always have been. You look at some of the players that they've brought through, Max Johnston, son of um, uh, Alan Johnston. Uh, you've got David Turnbull, Alan Campbell, guys who have gone on to, to represent their country uh, and enjoy big money moves. And they're, they're very similar to Aberdeen in, in that respect. That they, they are very aware of the pathway for their young players. Celtic maybe not quite so much. Um, you know, quite often you find that the Celtic youngsters have had to go elsewhere uh, to be able to get first team game time. But uh, Motherwell 
always a difficult side to play against. Uh, looking at their results so far this season, they've beaten Rangers in Queen's Park, drawn with Hearts, lost to Celtic, Kilmarnock and Hamilton. So they've lost to the three sides who are immediately above Aberdeen in the league table at the moment. But that, to me, suggests that uh, they are beatable this afternoon. And being at Cormac Park for only the second time this season, uh, the young Dons will fancy their chances, looking forward to what should be an excellent game of football. Aberdeen women got back to winning ways against Spartans last time out after a couple of losses to Rangers, perhaps uh, more disappointingly to Hearts uh, recently. On Sunday, they were back of a moral to face Hamilton Ackies and recorded another fine 4-0 victory. That's a great result. They have another clean sheet and starting to back a few goals now as well. Yeah, it was a very good result and uh, you know, three goals uh, late on in the first half set them, set them up uh, for a a comfortable second half, and then Francesco Ogilvy get, getting number four. But uh, you know they're playing with a great deal of confidence, and they uh, they seem to be gelling now. And uh, looking at the league table, you know they're uh, apart from the, the top three Rangers, Celtic, and Glasgow City. You know they're they're up there with the the best of the rest. Mm. The next match on Wednesday away to Hibs. How do you see that one going? It'll be harder because uh, Hibs on the back of the Capital Cup win at the weekend at Tynecastle. They'll be full of confidence as well. So it should be a, a good game because you've got two teams going into this one, uh, both full of confidence. And uh, I think if if they were to get a, a share of the spoils, we'll be perfectly happy with that. On to Cove Rangers, and Paul Hartley has been a frustrated, dejected figure in recent weeks with losses to Aloha away and Queen of the South at home. Saturday, though, in Cup Duty offered some hope as they lined up at home against Montrose. The last team they defeated, sadly, though, finished 2-0 to the visitors and little by way of encouragement to take from that one, Dave. No, n- not at all. It's uh, it's becoming a bit worrying. You know, keep saying it's still early in the season, which yet is, but uh, we're expecting better results and I'm sure Paul is obviously as frustrated as anybody in reading his post-match comments say that they're all very very similar. There wasn't any positives really to take even the return of Blair Yule uh, after a long spell on the sidelines wasn't enough to give him anything too much to cheer about but no, they need to start turning it around soon um, very much so because they're, they're at the wrong end of the league at the moment. Yeah, maybe a bit early in the campaign, as you say, but Paul's had a couple of windows now, I think, hasn't he? Do you reckon his coat's in a sugarly peg, Dave? Well, looking at the way football operates these days, you have to say yes, because uh, the results simply haven't been good enough. And uh, certainly on paper, they've got a, a decent squad, but they're not turning that into the required results. So uh, mm. you, reluctantly, you have to say it, it must be something that's been discussed. Yeah, what about Scott Brown being catapulted in from Fleetwood? (laughs) 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 Yeah, who knows? I've seen stranger things happening. Uh, Next up, Kelty Hearts at home. Um, Does that offer a a realistic chance of 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 stopping the rot for Cove? Yeah, and it's a game that that's what Paul will be drumming into the squad. It's like we must take three points off of this one. I mean, Balmoral last time mentioned before, last time they were in League One Balmoral was a bit of a fortress it's not that way just now and they need to start changing it around sooner they've got a great opportunity to do that on Saturday but they need to make it count 
Been ahead, also a slightly disappointing run of late after a good start to their campaign. Had seen them go top for a bit, but losses to Spartans and Stranraer in recent weeks had seen them fall away. The Cup on Saturday offered an immediate break from that league table as well as the chance to get back to winning ways against Annan Athletic from the league above. And Peter Head came away with a 2-0 victory. They'll be more than pleased with that one, Andrew. I would think so. Um, a long trip down to Annan. Uh, and as you say, a team from the league above. So everything was, you know weighted in the favour of the, of the home team but uh, goals from Andy McCarthy and Kieran Shanks gave Peter Head a, a great 2-0 victory not just the victory but the clean sheet will, will really buoy them up and uh, that, that was probably one of the more unexpected results in, in the, the Challenge Cup the SPFL Community Trust Trophy or whatever they call it nowadays um, but uh, you know it, it, was, it was nice to see the bounce back uh, from Peter Head because last season we just never saw that wouldn't have happened. That, but yeah, it just wouldn't have happened. No, they'd have gone down there, uh, they'd have played okay for forty-five minutes, then they'd have conceded, and then they would have gone out. Yeah, first goal would have gone in, and they just capitulated. Yeah, yeah. 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 But um, you can see that there's a bit more fighting spirit among, amongst them now. Good to see Kieran Shanks coming back in after suspension and scoring. Uh, Andy McCarthy, a player with lots of experience. Uh, runs the midfield for them and he got himself on the score sheet so uh, all around a very good day for the Blue Toon and uh, a good springboard now for what will be an important run of games Yeah, the, uh, the draw for the fourth round takes place on Thursday at 1pm so Peter Head will note their next opponents in the Cup as they prepare for a return to league action this weekend when they welcome Bonnie Rig Rose to Balmore one they'll be looking forward to I think Andrew yeah, there will be, um, but uh, you look at the league table and you find that Bonnie Rig Rose are sitting top, undefeated, three wins and two draws, top and goal difference, but only four points ahead of Peterhead. It's very tight in that league. Uh, and again, like Dave was saying with Cove, um, Peterhead have got to start making Balmour a, a place that um, opponents fear to come to. Uh, so very important that the build on that win from uh, Annan last weekend and they probably as good a game as you could get when you're up against the top of the league side because you've just beaten a side from the league above. You don't want to be playing somebody way down in the, in the doldrums of your league um, because there's the, that fear that complacency might just come yeah. in. You think, oh, we're beating on and oh, they're going to be a piece of cake. But they'll know that Bonnie Rigg will be a handful. So uh, again, should be a very good game. And if Peter Head can just maintain... Um, some of the form that they showed earlier on in the season and as I say, building that victory last week, I see no reason why they can't come away with three points. Well, the Highland League team is a mixed weekend of action. Some in the league, some in the Highland League Cup. The uh, league results first, those finished for Marty United 5, Devonvale nil, Huntley 4, Tariff United 2, Lossiemouth 1, Nairn County 4, and in the Highland League Cup, Brecon City 2, Inverurie Locos nil. Broader Rangers 4, Forest Mechanics 0. Probably result of the weekend, Keith 0, Bucky Thistle 0, Keith securing the win on penalties. Uh, in the juniors, Dave? Yeah, results from the weekend in North Regional Cup. First round, Forest Thistle 2, Longside 2, Longside going through 5-3 on pens. Nairn St. Nairn 3, Fraser Bay United 1, Bankers St. Terran 2, Burkhead Thistle 0, Banks City 7, New Elgin 0. Buckinghaven Arts 4, Newmarket United 1, Colony Park 4, East End 1, Dufftown 0, Rothy Rovers 2, Dice 5, Lossmouth United 0, Paul Rossi United 1, Devonside 1, United winning 5-4 on penalty.
Villeville nil, Cooter two, the holders, Stonehaven nil, Hermes one, Stonywood Parkville six, Glentanner four, Sunnybank two, Ellen United one, and in the most one-sided game of the weekend, Whitehills nil, Bridgedon Thistle 12. And in the second round, Cruden Bay won Mod 9 this weekend. It's the semi-finals of the Grill League Cup. Stonehaven against Cooter at, at Glenury Park in Aberdeen Sports Village, Bridget on Thistle against Dice. So two cracking ties in the league. Sunnybank, can, they can consolidate the top of the Premier League when they go to Mod. Hermes, in theory, could also go, go top. They go to Stonywood Parkville. So all games kicking off at 2 o'clock. And uh, Bulls, Andrew. Yeah, um, success for uh, Jason and Carla Banks from the Erie Club. World Championships out in the Gold Coast in Australia. Wow, nice trip. Yeah, absolutely. In the women's fours, Carla Banks was part of the Scotland team that secured the bronze medal. And in the men's fours, Jason went one better. He was in the Scotland side, which grabbed silver in the men's fours. So many congratulations to the two of them. And... Nice to see the North East uh, featuring there for Scotland. Absolutely. Fantastic. That is pretty much it for episode 91 of Pitodry PS for this week. Remember, we publish every Tuesday if we can, always looking back to the Don's previous fixtures and ahead to the next. Please remember to follow us on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you could rate and review us, tell us what you think of the show as well. We'd be very grateful. Thanks for checking out Pitodry PS. We'll see you next time.